PK Painkiller Nearly Episode 103. Yeah! Dude, we got a couple things on the tip of our tongue. You want to do politics or Kyle talk first? Uh, let's get Kyle talk out of the way while he's still with us. My okay. favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kyle, Kyle, you're in Texas ex- right now. I'm emaciated. Um, yeah, I'm taking explosives training class out here in Texas with my friend, Mr. Bonetti. Um, he's a, uh, a, a chemist. Um, he, he holds a couple of licenses, including explosive license, and he destroys ordnance for the United States military. They send him unexploded bombs, artillery shells, uh, and and things like that, rocket motors, all kinds of stuff. And he just he makes sure that they're safe before they then go to a scrapyard. But he kind of gets money coming and going because they pay him to take it, and then he sells it for scrap. So he's got a really lucrative thing just in that, and he does a lot of other things. But what we're doing uh, as my training, we're just doing his job while I'm here. So we're digging up these big artillery shells, 155s and or 105s, and, and big big shells that that weigh you know. Some, some of them are 10 pounds, some of them are 40 pounds, like shit like that. And we're digging holes, burying them, in a, putting them in a trench, and then putting high explosive charges on them and, you know, detonating them off from a safe distance and destroying them. And every now and then, um, you know, you get a real big boom and you know that, well, that one still had something in it, huh? Like, yeah, good <laughs> thing we were here. Um, so we, we left. A, but I've been out there and I don't know how hot it is. We're outside of Austin, Texas, a couple hours outside of Austin. 90, 95 degrees, blazing hot, sun directly on me. And all day yesterday I did this with no water and no food for some reason. I was just stupid because he, he kind of works like that. Like he, it, I didn't see him drinking, so I just kept going too. And I probably lost, I don't know, seven or eight pounds yesterday. And then today I brought Gatorade, but I must have lost another few, few gallons because it was just pouring off of me. I kept just getting my wiping it off and just soaking the awful i've lost so much weight in the last two days but i'm having a fucking ball man we're blowing so much shit up and i'm learning so much about chemistry and explosives and very all kinds of explosives like we're you know we're getting c4 and forming it into this hershey kiss shaped ball and sticking it to the top of a 40 millimeter grenade and you know sticking a detonator in the top backing off and whoop, go 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 and it goes off and then we're like all right now let's use some big shit and we've got these big, long, linear shaped charges that are made for slicing a big slice out of something. And we're putting those on artillery shells. And because uh, because I'm sort of training, and this is a class, I do everything. So all the work is me virtually. All, I'm I'm putting all the de- I'm hooking all the detonators. I'm twisting all the wires. I'm hitting the detonator switch and everything. So we've done I don't know four four different kinds of detonation, six different kinds of explosives, TNT, C4, linear shaped charges, PNEP. Um, and then we get, went in the laboratory, Walter White style, and, and made some homemade explosives. Um, uh, four, three or four different homemade explosives. So I've been having a great time out here. Nice. I went, I went yeah, shooting you look... Sunday. Oh, go ahead. And uh, it, I don't mean, it's not about me, but like, I, I don't think I'd even have fun doing what you're doing. <laughs> like, like, all right, Woody, here's the deal. There's a whole lot of digging. A lot of sun, a lot of heat. Uh, there's not going to be any no water. water. Yeah, there's no water, none. and there's no shade. Byow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't feel well, we can get you two shovels. Maybe, maybe then you'll keep up. How's that sound? You know, on the plus side, every so often, a really loud noise. You're like, really? That's my fucking payoff? No, no. Like, I don't, no, I don't want like, God. And it, it, I went shooting Sunday. And uh, we were shooting at 100 yards, so I, I brought my, like, AR-15 M4 variant and um, dialed the sight in a whole lot and, 
you know, then I didn't say it, but in my, you know, between my ears, I'm like, can we go now? Like, I, I got the site kind of worked out. Um, this hole's all over that piece of paper. Like, I mean, it's like, really, most of them. Well, this is, this is more of an edu- this is more about education than vacation right now. Cause you know, I'm paying to be here. This is a class I'm paying for to take. Um, this uh-huh. is, I, I, I felt like I needed this mm-hmm. to, uh, to know how to deal with my suppliers, to handle all my record keeping, which is extensive. And uh, uh, and also you know, not to kill myself, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it's number I one. Don't, yeah, yeah. I needed, <laughs> the biggest thing in my head was, at what point does this blow me up? This cell phone is. When could that happen? You know. And he showed me. He's like, oh, well, if you use this, this, or this, that doesn't even come into play. And I'm like, all right, we'll stick to that. He's like, oh, but you can just put it on airplane mode, and this will probably never win. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're keeping all Wait, of my fingers. That. What do you mean, uh, real quick, when you say what would it? Like to blow up a cell phone? Do you mean like what's no, 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 in no. here to blow up? No, no, no. I mean cell phone interference, uh, interfering with the detonator receiver, uh, and it thinking that a trigger has been pulled and prematurely detonating explosives while oh. you're in the danger zone. Okay. So, so I'm bent over taping something to a bomb, taping one bomb to another, literally, and you get a phone. That is my fear. Um, that that I'm. Gonna be. He's breaking it for you, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, he's robotting a bit for me. Yeah, just so people know, Kyle's in a hotel room, so his uh, his connection is imperfect. Oh, is it doing stuff? You're yeah, kind of roboting. Was, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't just talk robot. over you for no reason. <laughs> well, maybe I would. I get accused of that a lot. <laughs> but, but in that instance, I was pretty innocent. <laughs> so, Kyle, you actually, like when, when Kyle, when I just hopped on the call here, if you guys can't see... Like, I actually thought Kyle might be very sick or something. Like, his hair looks excellent today. <laughs> but the rest of him, like, you, if you've never been that dehydrated, you don't realize how much weight it looks like you've lost really quickly. Like, I would love looking at myself after hockey games where I'd lost, like, nine pounds of water. I'm like, look at this guy. This guy's in great shape. And then, like, a gallon of water later and it's all back. But... Jesus, yeah, I've almost dude. got a six pack at this point. Yeah, I, I looked at myself in the in the mirror and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll just dehydrate myself every day." <laughs> I did that today. You, just, you know, oh, today I passed out. And <laughs> so I worked in the stable all day. Right, two sessions, completely soaked through. Two different T-shirts. I'm like hopping in the shower just before this show, and I look in the mirror and I'm like. You're still fat, Woody. <laughs> <You did. laughs> uh, oh, that's so... I know exactly that feeling. Uh, except it's even worse when after, like, 10 days of feeling like you're doing really good, like, haven't had any juice, haven't had any beer, no liquid calories, mm-hmm. I've been not snacking after 8 at night, and then if you really let yourself get to be, like, 25 pounds overweight, you still look at yourself and you're like, oh nothing's been done nothing's <laughs> been achieved except for a lack of flavor and then that's where most people give up that like 10 day point i think mm. that's right. why that, that's why when i go on a diet i hit it so so fucking hard immediately and continuously because i i need to see those results to get that positive feedback from my own body even if it feels and tastes like shit i'll drop down to you know 500 calories a day and run until i get lightheaded and that's when i eat but you know i'll wait a while before i i'm like Maybe I can recover without actual food. Let's just <laughs> let's just wait it out, you know. And just just eating tuna and giving myself mercury poisoning constantly, and just and after ten days of like really treating yourself like a prisoner of war, 
you can get some results. But that's what I need to, to, to keep motivated when I'm doing that. I need visual results. I need to be like, yeah, yeah, that's a little bigger. That's a little tighter. Okay. You know you're dieting right when you can't lift your arms over your head. Like the, the John McCain when, thing. When driving home is yeah. difficult. You're yeah, like when driving is difficult, arms are shaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you but yeah, you, you yeah, look, I look like I'm dying. You need some water. Yeah. Yeah, like I got cancer, AIDS or something. Yeah. I've uh I've I've I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm glad I'm here and I'm doing it, but man, I would have killed for uh, a little Mexican woman running behind me with an umbrella all day. Like like just right up above me, just just holding a parasol above me or something. I I would have killed for that. You could afford that. You know? I'm already paying for the class. We we were already <laughs> sunk in pretty deep here flights and hotel. Uh, you went with the basic package. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, what is it called? A, a parasail? What is that little umbrella called? Uh, parasail. Parasol. Right? Parasol. Parasol. Yeah. Parasail, that would shield you, but it would be unwieldy. <laughs> uh, so Trump talk? Yes. Yes. D- yes. So you were leading off right before Woody. I guess we were both about to, but I'm curious what, you, what you're thinking about this last, I guess, like 72 hours of Trump gaffes and ruined opportunities. There's a, there's a couple of things that that are in my head on this. One, it's interesting that Trump gaffes are actually punishing him, right? Because previously he would say things like like he could be like "fuck the Mexicans" and any other candidate that would be a negative. But for Trump, like he just doubled down. He's like, "Oh, I meant." Fuck the Mexicans, <laughs> you know, and people would be yeah. like, "Yeah, build a wall ten feet higher," you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and like, like nothing hurt him, no matter how silly it was, you know. He'd be like, "Oh, is McCain a, a war hero? I don't know. Got caught. I like my warriors not to get caught," and and like it doesn't hurt him. People just say, "Yeah, that do- you know what." No disrespect, McCain, but you kind of suck at war. Like everyone yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, Somebody like. Have, I mean, they caught Rambo how many times? He, he's got to ease off on that. Just because you get caught doesn't mean you're not a war hero. <laughs> I mean, he should have been like, what did John McCain? I don't know that John McCain like flew many sorties and many missions and did a lot of things. Actually, it's, it. This is what I keep hearing when I when I ask that same question. Apparently, McCain had opportunities to go home and pass them up because he didn't want to like leave his fellow soldiers behind. So th- that's pretty heroic. I think. I, I've heard Look, the same thing. Of him, I don't like, like that. I don't like that. I, 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 what, you want him to be more selfish. I don't know. Like he's no, no, it's not. No, think about this. Jackie's waiting at home for you, Woody. Like, like it, you can't be over. If, if me and you and Taylor are in that bamboo cage eating rat shit, calling it jungle rice, you go if they will let you, dude. Go back to Jackie and the kids. Tell story. Tell, tell our story. You know he he came home and he immediately dumped his wife. Here. Yeah, his wife got like injured or something while he was at war, and he's like, you know, you're not as pretty as you used to be. In Trump's words, you're fired, and he fucking got rid of her and found a hotter wife. Oh, that's McCain's well, it's story. Well, because he was a war hero. You know, it's kind of like if you it's like being a doctor, it, right? Yeah, you know, like you upgrade wives. Yeah, or a or a billionaire. You know, you suddenly strike it rich as a billionaire through some luck. You think you're staying in that same place with the same person? Like, you're going to be like, all right, well, it's time to upgrade on life a little bit. And there <laughs> we go. Now I've got a supermodel. Like, that's just the way it goes. But from what I've heard, to bolster Woody's point, uh, I did hear that, like, when he was in the camp, they released someone. But he, I guess, wanted them to release the person who had been there the longest instead of releasing him. 
And so I was like, no, you know, you're, you go. You've been here the longest, and that would, wouldn't be fair if I left right now. Which I think is pretty heroic, if that is yeah, true, and not admirable. some revisionist history. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, it's... I'm not going to go into it. So, no. anyway... Um, so let's see. Yeah, Trump previously. I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle, you're roboting. Um, previously, anytime Trump said something that would hurt a different candidate, he completely got away with it. Lately, that's not been the case. And in particular, there's the family, the Khan family, K A H N, and they spoke at the Democratic National Convention, and they took some shots at Trump. So Trump immediately fires back at the family. Usually stuff with like a religious bent to it. Like, you know, oh, the, the woman just sat there the whole time not talking. Maybe she wasn't allowed to. I don't know. You know, like some people say she's repressed and, you know, whatever. And uh, that's a misquote. But like that's the kind of vibe he's, you know, he's, he's laying out there. Because that's what Trump does. If you shoot at Trump, you know, he shoots back. But this time it didn't work well. So people don't know. The Khan family was speaking at the Democratic National Convention because their son died in, I think, Iraq as a war hero. In particular, like 2004. Yeah. there was a, um, a car armed with explosives. It was a car bomb headed towards the um, uh, stopping point. And he told all the other soldiers to back off and stay safe while he checked it out. So if something wow. happened, they wouldn't get hurt, too. And something did happen. They detonated the car. This guy died. And it's not really unlike jumping on a grenade you know he was checking it out and um so they're kind of in this protected position where you're not supposed to rip on that family and trump did um and for the first time it appears that it's hurting him did you want to add well, anything if, taylor or i don't Kyle? like that, that if, if, she, if they're so protected if, if these are individuals we're not allowed to like rebut then they shouldn't be on at the dnc speaking like like what is that i, I didn't like that part Tr I don't like what Trump said. He shouldn't have said that. He really stuck in his foot. He stuck his foot in his mouth. Uh, and he should know that there's certain area places you just can't go. You know, like 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 that's. You, you probably shouldn't say anything about the guy who died in Iraq, uh, and specifically about his mother and father while they're you know so much attention is on you. That that why would you do that? That that seems like a dumb thing. Uh, I don't know why he did that. Because he, he could always yeah, say anything. There, there was no nothing there was no is reason ever for it. Like he. Like, even, I just don't get, like, he, why even say anything that could be perceived as against the armed forces in any way for Trump? Like, every single election, the armed forces, everyone in the military overwhelmingly votes Republican. Yeah, and he just one. goes out of his way and says, oh, well, you know, who knows about the story there? Like, no, that dude was a hero. The Con, the Captain Khan, I think his name was. He was a captain. That's pretty high up there. Like, he was a hero. He did... a great deed and saved a lot of lives and even if the, he disagreed with the guy's fucking dad at the dnc like don't bring it up just say you know yeah we really do respect the 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 Khan family and we we are saddened yeah. by the loss of their son um you know i regardless of political affiliation i can only respect those who give their lives in the safety of this country boom i just did it better than trump did. yeah it's right there i'm not a politician it wouldn't be that hard but he's I a He's I keep an idiot, doing it too. No yeah, I mean, no if he action. wanted to, he could have like under his breath been like, "Oh, sand nigger." Or, 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 or. You know, he didn't have to. You know, Bad he could slip one of just that, slip I would it say, in. That, just that slip it in. That could be perceived as a faux pas. By a <laughs> so my wife strongly dislikes Trump. Doesn't love Clinton, but she—that's the lens in which she views Trump. And uh, she saw it, and she's like, "You know, Barack Obama got up there." 
spoke. Michelle Obama got up there and spoke. Hillary Clinton got up there and spoke. Joe Biden got up there and spoke. And who does he attack? You know, the one that he perceives to be the weakest of all. He goes after the grieving parents. You know, like, it, you don't see him going toe-to-toe with Joe Biden because Joe Biden will fuck Trump up. You don't see him going, Michelle Obama would fuck Trump up if there was two oh, were to well, go that's, back. That's, that's, it is true. Ridiculous. Trump is a fucking well, a idiot rest, compared to any of these guys. Match, she would, but... <laughs> no, no, I, don't I don't even know. She's got those <laughs> arms and he's 70. No, that's what but, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. Saying a boxing match, Michelle Obama probably beat no. Trump. No, Michelle Obama in a, in a debate against Trump, I think, home. makes Trump look like an ass. Um, Barack Obama clearly makes Trump look like an ass. Trump is going to look like an ass against most seasoned politicians. You know, Joe Biden, even. And uh, um, he did beat seventeen of them on the way did to he? be the nominee. Did he? I never felt like he won those debates. You I know, like he- it, I, I felt like he didn't get into trouble in those debates and won everything outside the debates. He won them all, like according to like it seemed like you know they keep score. Uh, yeah, a he didn't win him according to that. I, I looked every single time I'd look. It's like, Trump got a B, and then, like, this time, Christy Whitman knocked it out of the park. This time, Chris Christie knocked it out. Now, what was oh, their yeah. name? I'm... The the Hewlett Packard chick I messed up. Carly Farina. Oh, oh yeah. This time, Farina knocked out of the park. This time, Chris Christie did. This time, you know, Marco, Marco Rubio, you know, did a great job. Trump was always didn't fuck up, right? And he would just not, he would get a B in the debates, and... Then outside the debates, he'd do more interviews, he'd get more press, he'd get more attention. That, to me, is how Trump won the primaries, not by winning the debates. I thought he handled them very well. So, so when, it, when, when the conversation turns substantive, he really suffers because he speaks in abstract ways. You know, oh, that thing is bad, this thing is good. That thing's really bad, and the wor- it's the worst thing ever. That thing's the great. It's the greatest thing ever. That he's got, two, he's got like two modes. There's, there's yeah. very little in between. How often do you see? Do you hear him go? Yeah, it's okay. No, I'm all right. Yeah. With it. You know, do you think I he has a favorite it. flavor of ice cream, or do you think he yes. fucking loves it? Like, you know, like he's, yeah, yeah. Like, and then the rum raisin. Oh no, he doesn't. It's not. He doesn't just not care for rum raisin. Mm-mm. Rum raisin needs to be banned. It's the worst flavor of ice. Like that is yeah. a problem with him that I dislike. Is that the whole so up and so down, it's like, okay, you, you need to excise that portion of your reality show persona because mm-hmm. unlike when you're doing The Apprentice, like nobody wants to watch The Apprentice where he goes, yeah, you know, you did a pretty solid job. I think you can improve on this subsection <laughs> of your marketing plan. I, I think you're, you know, uh, I think your two-market plan isn't as thorough as it could be. Nobody wants to see that. They want to see this is perfect or this is horrible. Right. Like, and he hasn't made the distinction yet on on this political stage, I don't think. I don't I, think you can. We, oh, I think oh, we've got to see what happens when you get both of them on the stage at the same time. I think when we see them debate for the first time, we'll probably know what's going to happen. It'll because be interesting. Either, I'm sorry. I th- I'm going to say, I don't think Clinton's great at debating. You know, I don't either. Obama smacked her around like the bitch she is, right? And... You know, like, I don't know. What debates have you seen Clinton really do well in? Did she beat Sanders very much? I remember thinking O'Malley, was it? You know, won all of those debates. But who would know because they were on Saturday night against football or something. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, I don't remember Hillary just Final like, Four tonight. You're going to watch the debate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, uh, one of the biggest issues I have with voting for Clinton is that she is provably crooked right like 250 years ago they would have hung her they would have drug her out of that house for being a witch and stool right behind her and they'd have strung them up 
They'd have strung them both up for, for treason, and it would have been over. That whole thing was rigged. It goes completely against everything this country stands for. It's anti-democratic process. It's awful. Super you delegates, know, right? Super delegates are like they don't represent the people. Like the the Democratic Party is like you know what what happened with the exposed emails tells us that behind the scenes we know that they were doing subtle things like putting the debates on the wrong nights and uh, you know scheduling press appointments that would help Clinton, but up front. They gave like 400 superdelegates to Hillary Clinton. Like, like behind the scenes is crooked, but you don't even need to pull that curtain back to see how crooked this shit is. It's right out in front. Those are the rules. Yeah. It's yeah. so absurd that the delegate, that, that anyone even knows what those superdelegates are going to do. That, that's what I don't like. Mm -hmm. Any superdelegate who comes out and even hints at who they like, let's hang them too. Let's hang them too. Like, I'm up for some hangings. I think we need to bring back the hangings. It's, you know, it, it got, it got, been too long. It's been too long. Thank you. Yeah, and it got you know got some bad PR during certain periods of time in the South and days gone by. I don't want any, any racial tent to this at all. These are all white people. I'm you know what? About, Maybe we should not do the <laughs> hangings. Now that I think about the racial side of it, maybe we should do some drownings, right? That's really new ground, I think. Take, take, some, uh, take some cues from ISIS, maybe. You know, they dissolved those people in nitric acid recently. Maybe we could get some of that into the fold. I think that I don't think we need – I think we can f find a cheaper way. You, know? you remember that? What's that? Uh, just what's that cinder blocks and shoes. Reusable shoes. Just, just shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're no, bad swimmers, so just shoes. Yeah, <laughs> just think of the money we could save with a big rock. You know? <laughs> like that. That's all uh, you would need. And then, oh, the other thing. So someone gave a purple heart to Trump. And I'm going to try and quote him as closely as possible. He said something like, ah, oh, a purple heart. I always wanted one of these. Sure is easier to get one this way than doing it in combat. Now, the thing is, that to me isn't like so evil. I feel like I could crack that same joke. I don't know what the bad joke. part about that is. Is that even a joke? That seems like a, a, a blank, a, a, just a declaration that's completely 100% true. I think I he said like it with, I think he said it with a joke inflection. Like, you know what? <laughs> a lot easier to get this than the way you got it. Like, okay, you know, I, that was a faux pas. Like, like, I, I listened like to the clip itself and uh -huh. he, it's clear that he's trying to joke around because even at the end of the statement, he's like kind of giggling a bit. Like he's clearly joking. Uh, not a good joke to make if people can accuse you of dodging a draft. And but, so, and also, you, you, nobody goes to war going, man, I really hope I get a purple heart. Like, nobody does that. They might go, I hope I get a bronze star or the Medal of Honor for saving people or something. But nobody goes to war going, yeah, I want the one that gets you injured. Along so the just, lines of Taylor earlier in the show, if he had said, oh, I'm honored. Thank you for your service. Then, bam, I did it better than Trump did, right? If he had said that, there wouldn't be a story. It would be, you know, Trump thanks man, you know, man for his service, honored by Purple Heart. Something. Like, that's, that's what he should have said. The joke he made, though, like, you have to view Trump through, you know, a, a fiery red lens to see it as negative. But a lot of people are. Yeah, he didn't mean Well, those people weren't going to vote for him. Anyway. Anyone who's offended by that wasn't going to vote for the guy anyway. That, that's Democrats who are offended. It's not even independents, I would say. Because to me, like when you said it, I was like, oh, I thought, this, I thought there was more to the story. Like you were going to go, and then he just threw it away. Now, <laughs> like, I, I think independents yeah. might be influenced by a lot of negative news cycles. And this is what he's creating for himself. 
Um, Something I don't like, uh, or I'm sorry, I didn't. No, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I understand everybody ripping on the con thing because he was a tactless idiot, and the way he handled it, he should have. I mean, he always spends time ripping Hillary, obviously, but he should have spent all his time doing that and none of the time ripping on, you know, the parents of a fallen soldier. But the complete opposite side of how the the mom of the Benghazi guy is being treated by the media and how Hillary's pretty much straight up called her a misinformed liar and, and, and misrepresented her in every way. Like, nobody's upset by that, for the most part, in the mainstream media. Um it just seems like a really big double standard. Obviously a little different in Benghazi compared to a soldier himself, but in both ways, they're really kind of shit-talking the remaining family member of someone who was killed in the Middle East doing their job for the United States there. I don't know. I, I don't know that Hillary said as much, and she certainly didn't like double down and insist that she was right and go wild on Twitter and crap like that like Trump did. This is... The, this is my least favorite part about the Republican Party, and like, dude, the Democrats are no strangers to the Victim Olympics. If anything, they're really outmeddling the Republicans. But they win every year, yeah. But the Republicans and this fucking concept of mainstream media and bad coverage and unfair this and unfair that—they fucking gold medal in the Victim Olympics in the media category all yeah. the time, right? Rightfully so. No, see, not that rightfully so. Like, I, I, look, the media is just trying to get ratings, you know? Hillary could sit there and talk about how many more interviews Trump got than she did, right? She's not taking any interviews, Hillary. I am sure that both Fox and CNN and MSNBC are all willing to have you, Hillary Clinton, you know? But she's envious of the media time that Trump gets, you know, that he's dominating the stories all the yeah. time. Maybe not right we talk now. talk about... We talk but, about the piles of shit that he steps in and his gaps. Can you imagine if Clinton was on Mike as much and as freely as he is? Because, you know, he doesn't... I feel like when she does media, it's pro, it's it's virtually a scripted process. With that, that ABC yeah. interview, whatever that was, that, that came out just before the uh, the emails a little while, while back. It just really lobbing them in there for... Trump goes into all kinds of situations where, some, where you, you know, the, the guy who's asking the questions isn't like Tom Brokaw or something. He could throw him a real curveball. He'd be like, so, you don't like the blacks, the Mexicans, or the Jews? What kind of hate monger are you? When people declare you to Hitler, does it make you feel good that you're, that you're in such, uh, such good company? You know, they, they could really come after him, you know, but, but, they, but he still does. He's up at four in the morning. You know, he's go, doing radio interviews, all kinds of shit. I mean, Fox News dominates news, right? And then uh, when it comes to, like, the talk show circuit, like terrestrial radio and satellite radio, you know, the conservatives dominate that, too. Uh, the liberals tend to stay to the comedy stuff and maybe um, something else. I, was, I forgot. As far what. as talk radio, Rush dominates. Mm -hmm. Rush Limbaugh blows the fuck out of everyone. But I wouldn't say that conservatives dominate. Uh, just to me, like, Rush... Um, Who's the guy? Mark Savage. Uh, uh, Savage. Um, God fucking. Oliver John North. Hannity. Sean Hannity. Hannity um, Gordon yeah, if Liddy. There, if there is, is an Liddy area. Glenn Beck. I'm not even sure. But when Liddy I think of when, when I think of who's doing talk radio, there's Stern, who's conservative lately, but not that political, right? He, no, he's, it's he's not Clinton. a politician. Is he? he yeah. So okay, my the, mistake. I, that's it's one of the things that frustrates me with Trump because um, I mean Clint. Uh, Stern. Stern. 
because <laughs> Trump has been a longtime friend of his show. He's been on the show. He comes on the show and opens up and talks about things. And and Howard is, while he won't go negative against Trump, he'll kind of joke on. He'll joke on them both. Like he has. Mm. He definitely jokes on them both, but he's out. He's come right out and said, you know, I support Hillary Clinton for the job. I don't even. I don't think Trump even wants that job. Is, is kind of what he says. If Trump helped me like that, I'd be Dana Whiting this thing. You know, like I'd be like, look, I'm not that political a guy, but Trump helped me when I was nothing, and I'll always be grateful for that. So he's gonna. I'm gonna get his vote. That's all you gotta say. That's what Dana White says. You know, Dana White says, I know fighters. Trump is a fighter. He's not endorsing his position on Benghazi. He doesn't know or give a fuck. He says, I know fighters. Trump will fight. Great. That's all you got to say. You know, thank you, Dana. You know, Trump helped you when you were little, and, and now you help him. But uh, that's that's how I'd like to see Stern handle it. But anyway, when I think radio, apparently I was wrong on Stern. But mostly, I just feel like I, I can't name the top liberal guy. The top guy. Yeah, if there is one arena where conservatives have more, I guess, presence, you'd call it, it'd be terrestrial radio. A dying medium that far, 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 far fewer people listen to than TV, than written media, than not even just TV news, TV shows, movies, like the entire industry leans to the left. Not saying that, you know, when you go see Transformers, there's some crazy agenda in there, <laughs> but it, it, it does lean to the left, not Transformers specifically, just a stupid example. Right, right. But it, it just, it's frustrating to see the things that Trump does, not just Trump, any Republican does, can be construed as shitty or, you know, anything at all. It's all over the place on the internet, all, everywhere, you know. But Hillary Clinton, an actual felon, <laughs> and no one is holding her fucking feet to the fire on anything. No one in the media wants to fuck with the Clintons. Maybe it's not just because they're Democrats. Maybe because I've, I've looked into it quite a bit more. And apparently people who have frustrated the Clintons in the past uh, have a, a nasty history of either no longer being relevant, forced out of their job, or mysteriously disappearing. See, so, it, it, I, I just go from my own, like, I want to call it circle of influence, but circle of absorption might be a better word. Like, so I'm on Reddit yeah. a lot. And uh, what I see on Reddit are pretty passionate extremes. Uh, usually yes. about Trump, by the way. Like, I don't see a lot of people talking about Hillary. There are people who just love Trump and people who hate Trump. And those are the people talking. To me, the subreddits that I get a lot of information from are like the Donald and like Stop Trump Spam or something like that. And Whatever. Hillary for prison. And Hillary for prison yeah, gets up there. those are giving you very good information. No, I don't feel. They're, they're giving you the two sides, the extremes. And um, But I, I, to say that like Trump's not represented on the internet, to me it's like, you know, I, I feel like the real argument is Trump's not represented on the internet except for the Trump stuff, which, you know, oh, is no. on the homepage I, I phrased it all the incorrectly. time. I, I didn't mean like on Reddit or organically or something. Everyone knows that organically way more people are on Reddit or whatever mm -hmm. in favor of Trump than for Hillary, just to compare the two kind of hubs for activity. I'm talking about the companies themselves, how they prioritize different topics to trend, how they prioritize different news stories to show up, how they facilitate the discussion of anti-Trump versus anti-Hillary things. It always seems to go in the same direction. And understandably, because Trump is an idiot who continues to put his foot in his mouth every day. Like, he's... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I like Gary Johnson, but maybe, maybe I'll vote for him. Nah, I think you're just voting for Clinton. If, if, if Clinton were in the mix, I would vote for Gary Johnson, but I'm definitely, definitely voting for Trump. 
Dude, I yeah. I have a real problem with both Trump and Clinton. More vicious. I I have a bigger problem with Clinton. I'm okay I, with Trump. I, uh, I, I think Trump is uh I, I, if, if there's any truth to that thing where he was, you know, offering uh Kasich a you know, a lot of power behind the scenes, if there's any truth to that, I think we can expect Trump to be sort of a big idea kind of a president. You know, he's he's gonna have maybe a project or two. The wall I'm sure will be kind of uh, uh, a big uh, one. Of course. But I can just imagine. <laughs> he'll spearhead imagine making America making, great again. Yeah, he'll spearhead <laughs> making America great again. And then he'll, you know, maybe after. What would be funny is if, like, he got it. What if What if he got it done? What if he actually did it? He, like, he builds the wall. Economy's booming. Con- our, our enemies t- are terrified. Many of them are either. Some of them are either destroyed. The others have come to our side. And it's only two years in. And he's like. Two years reti- yeah, he like retires after two years, and he's just like, my work here is done. Do you remember when <laughs> Stern ran term. for governor? Huh? If people don't know, Stern ran for governor. Howard Stern, oh, this yeah. is. And he had a, um, a two-issue platform. He was like, I am going to do two things. I'm trying to remember them. One was, oh, here, I know them both. One was highway construction will now be done. Now will now happen at night. Instead of during the day, instead of during rush hour, highway construction is going to happen from like 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. or something like that. And the other one was, I think they were changing the tolls. If, if, tell me if I have this wrong. They were going to make the tolls those electronic kinds that you can drive through. He's like, I'm going to get those two things done. I will sign a bill on the first day, and then I'll resign and let this other person who's qualified to be governor be governor. And, uh, yeah, he even found a running mate, and he made some noise in the election, like, but in the yeah, end... Yeah, those things happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy who won, I think, did those things, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hope I have the two issues right, but, um, yeah, I don't, I just, sounds, I don't yeah. believe that the press is as biased as everyone says it is. I believe that there's some press to the left, some press to the right. The press to the right is much bigger. The conservatives that I know seem to bombard themselves with conservative news sources everywhere. You hop in their car, Rush is playing. You go to the house, it's like a TV in the living room, a TV in the kitchen, you know, both synced up to Fox News, blasting everywhere. I don't know if there's people in your life like this, but I've got multiple people in my life like that. I got like a yeah, barber I, like um, that, you know? Like it just... I do that. I, I absolutely do that. But I also get, you know, look at the other side of it, and I, I've kind of come to the conclusion that... <sighs> I, I'm definitely a conservative, you know. I, I just definitely mm-hmm. am. I wish that I wish that there were a third party that encompassed all uh, my my beliefs, and, I, and it's it's it would be some form of libertarian for sure. But I don't give a fuck about gays. I don't care about freedom of religion. I, I we need, that's what we need to get rid of. Get rid of that freedom of religion. No more of that. No. You want to pray to God? Real libertarian I don't of care you. Who. You better be in a basement if you want a Bible. You better hide that shit. We're getting rid of them all when I'm president. No more religion. None. <laughs> I think no, Kyle actually lines up with a lot of Democratic ideals. If there was a pro-gun Democrat, I bet they'd make a real strong argument, you know, for the nah, things that... It's, it's, it's liberty. It's all kinds of liberties. It's not just the gun thing. I, I don't like how they view the Constitution. I, I, I definitely am a constitutionalist. I don't like that they look at those things and say, oh, we'll see here the Second Amendment. That's where the federal government lets people have guns. No, no, that's just... That's just where someone wrote down and uh, that the federal government is going to recognize that we just have those rights. That's, that, we already have it. They didn't give us to us. They're not yeah. imbibing us with those uh, or imbuing us with those rights. We already had them. That document is just there so that we don't forget. 
it's it's saying that the federal government is backing you up that you have that 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 right that you always had. It's a God given right or fucking yeah. whatever given right. I don't but, like. I, I tell you, when you go to the conservative side, I feel like they're stripping away a lot of stuff too. You know, like it. it, it I keep mentioning these same ones, but in North Carolina, they made it illegal to measure seawater rising. They passed a constitutional amendment about gay people getting married. Now there's the new bathroom laws they put in there. Like the conservatives are making all kinds of like family value laws, mostly Bible-based shit. A lot of it hate-based. And, and like, you know, so while you say like, hey, it's liberty, uh, no, no, like, I, I get you and, I'm, uh, and I align with you actually on this thought that like I, I don't want our government to be our morality police and I don't want them to be stripping away things that I can do. All kinds of shit, you know, if they start saying climbing that mountain is dangerous, you can't climb that mountain. I want to be like, motherfucker, you're not the mountain police. Like I have every right to go die on that mountain. It's, you know, it's me. They did get get the fuck like I would be very upset over something like that. Um, it's God, not paramotor talk, but the thought process behind not needing a license for a paramotor is you know what? No one dies but you, so knock yourself out. I love it. I love that idea, you know. And then as the planes yeah. get heavier, they start requiring more licenses because you hurt other people. You need a license for a passenger. This all makes a lot of sense to me. When someone comes in there and starts saying like, "No, we don't want you to hurt yourself. We don't want you to have a gun. We don't want you to, you know, marry a dude. We don't want you to do this." No, I don't care what you want, right? I want to do what I want in all kinds of situations, whether it be love or safety or fun. And, you know, you're, it's just not also your role. in your job, right? So if you owned a, a small business, say, mm -hmm. I don't know, a, a bakery, and a gay couple came to you, and you, they wanted to make you a cake, but you're a staunch Christian, and you think that's a sin, I am on the side that I think you should have the right, as a business owner, to refuse business to anyone for any reason, and that the free market will figure that shit out as soon as it hits Twitter and they realize Woody's good old time donuts doesn't serve gay people, you're going to be in deep shit. I, if, they, if a Muslim wants to start a Muslim-only daycare center or something and they only will take kids who are Muslims, like, that's fine. That's their business. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. If I walk, if there's an all-woman taxi service to make them feel safer, and I go, oh, flag you down, and they go, oh, no, I, I only take women. I shouldn't be able to go, no, no, you're taking me. Fuck you. Like, no, you're, because I'm actually, a person, and I can infringe on your right to, to operate the business the way you want. Like, the free market's going to take care of that shit, because most of the country doesn't like that most of the country likes the inclusion the inclusive aspect and most businesses that are smart are going to include as many paying customers as possible as many as possible like so, so, so i thought about like this a lot yeah. and i'm all over the map on this there are times when i agree with with what you said completely you know it's to let it figure it out if i'm an accountant and you're a douche i should be able to not be your accountant for that reason alone you know what yeah or no reason you don't need a reason. Yeah. It's your services. I'm busy a lot, so I've decided not to grow. Period. Done. Like, that's that's all the excuse that I should need. Having said that, if I run a diner and I don't serve you because you're black, now I figure I think there's something wrong there. I don't think that's okay. If I own a golf course. I disagree. And, and I say I you can't come in because you're black. Carry on. Yeah, you should be able to keep the blacks out if you want, but it... Well, what's wrong is if you have a huge institutionalized system where we're all keeping the blacks out. You should be able to allow or disallow anyone for any any reason into your place, I think. 
I think. I don't like it. The guy who would say no blacks is a piece of shit bigot. Fuck him. Yeah. And right. I'm not going to eat any of his pies. He'll be out of business very soon. We'll get the place in the foreclosure, and then we'll have all the blacks and Jews uh, and Mexicans in here that we want. You I'm know? a little stuck. There's a difference between a bigotry by an individual and legislative bigotry. Legislative bigotry, of course, is horrific, and it's unacceptable to have a law that says, hey, uh, women can't go into this area. Sorry, fucking illegal. Sucks to suck. You're a, a lesser person. If one woman owns a bakery and she doesn't want to serve a gay couple, though, that's an individual bigot. And you part of the freedom that, that we have in this country means, you know, it's not the freedom to protect what everybody wants and what the population is, all agrees on. That's just mob rule. Like, you need that to protect the bigots like that who are going to exercise their shitty beliefs, and everyone around them will probably resent them and I, dislike them, as they should. I just don't know how to form a law that encompasses my, my values for right and wrong. Like, I feel like you should absolutely be able to turn down someone just because he's a jerk. Or maybe he smells bad or, or something. Like, I, you should be able to turn down people for almost any reason you want. Yet, somehow, it's wrong to me when you do it for reasons of, like, race or sexual orientation. It is. Yeah. And, it's and, totally wrong. But I, I, I just don't know how to legislate it, you know? like It's I, wrong to it, call somebody a fucking cocksucker at random on the street. But I'm perfectly – it's perfectly legal at the same mm -hmm. time. I can curse you out anytime I want anyone. Like like that that lady I cussed out at the gas station though. She, you don't use this language with me. Like <laughs> the fuck are we're not in your country anymore. We can say whatever we want to here. <laughs> fuck you. Like yeah yeah. I, I even like almost slippery sloped my own argument saying you know oh if you want to have a whole diner with no women or no black people or no white guys or no whatever, that that would that will never fucking happen. Not even in the most the the smallest business owner of a pub or whatever can't afford to just say, nah, only this little subsection of the country that I like can come in. Like, that won't happen. It won't happen because businesses, more than anything, want to make money. That's why they're businesses. And if a business does give up money in favor of bigotry, they're doomed for failure, either soon or in the future a bit. They're not going to survive. There is a business model, though, that says, you know, only the right kind of people get to own this. They do it with high-end sports cars. I've seen it done in wine uh, or champagne or something. I forget the story, but there was a, an alcoholic drink of some. I don't really know why champagne or whatever the fuck bubble drinks are. Yeah. So, but but um, apparently it was showing up in rap videos a lot because it was like a ah. prestige thing. And... Uh, and they were like shutting it down, not letting people show their brand and stuff like that because they didn't want to be uh, associated. Uh, I don't know, Hennessy, but I, is that a drink for that black people seem to drink? That's a drink that black people put in their rap videos until no white people wanted to drink Hennessy anymore. <laughs> Maybe it was Hennessy. Is that a, does no, that Hennessey's bubbles in liquor. it? I don't no, even know if I've ever had Hennessy. Okay. I'm oh, 80% no, no. sure. Don Perignon or uh, something like that probably is what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm 80% sure this was a, a fizzy alcohol drink. Champagne. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, so they like did what they could to get themselves out of these rap videos, get the name brand blurred and stuff like that. And, and you know, there are definitely people who want to only be that upscale market. And by upscale, I mean white. And... I don't know, golf clubs, you know, thrive for a long time without having black people in them. And, and there were some Trump people with money, you know, who perhaps, you know, preferred 
golf clubs without black people in them. Is it a cl- course? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, you're it, gonna keep like, on, on the moral level. That's, that's a morally that's reprehensible uh-huh. and shitty. By the way, Donald Trump bought a golf course and made it then inclusive to black people and Jews. Never hear about that in the media. Um, <laughs> I bet if Hillary bought one, it would never leave the trending well, page on Twitter. Where did you hear about it? But about what? The Donald. The, the, oh, you heard it about it on the internet? That's the fact where I that read Donald it. did it? Yeah, I read it on uh, on Reddit, and then I looked it up because all the stats I see on the Donald, they're so in favor of Trump <laughs> that I'm looking at it like, this can't be true. Nothing has ever favored one person over another in a way this magnificent. Like, this can't be real. Like... Like not like that you could you could replace Trump with Reagan and Clinton with the loser he beat and <laughs> Mondale, yeah Mondale <laughs> and that would be just as believable like I don't know but Wait, like back to the point you. it's reprehensible for bigots to do that shit but it's also ridiculous for the government to legislate what a business owner can and can't do and you better believe that a publicly traded business. Is that that will that will never happen? That will never happen with a publicly traded business. It is only small time mom and pop bigots we're talking about. Energizer batteries is never gonna say we're coming out with a new you know uh, uh, women's only battery. It's lighter <laughs> and it recharges faster. You know to keep you not as cranky when it's that time of the month or whatever the fuck <laughs> they would say. Yeah. And yeah. that would never it they never happen. They it can recharge immediately without a down period, thing. without a refractory it, period. Slippery, yeah, like, <laughs> that's the slippery slope as well, is people <laughs> acting like it's going to happen with big multinational corporations when it won't. Like, it'll be little, little bigots you're dealing with. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, and then uh, on the side of Taylor's argument, because I've been on that side before too, there's a certain, like, this is slavery side to it when you start forcing normal people to serve others it like, your servitude. yeah yeah like like i i don't know it, it take away gay people or black i don't know, make it some other group like you know, you have to work for this person because she's a woman you can't say no be like well damn like now that, that's that's next to slavery like when i don't get to choose my customers so i i, I like we all agree it's morally rehemp, reprehensible i feel like it should be legislated but i can't imagine a properly worded law like i, I yeah, guess i'm yeah. just not wonky enough to do it well maybe there is yeah. a good way to do it I, I can't think of it either though yeah i just want to be left alone in the end you know i i just want to be left alone i yeah. just want you to leave me the fuck i don't need your help and i don't want your hindrance stay the fuck away i and, and i i swear to god like the only government thing i i'd like the epa keep my water and my air clean sure that's I, a big I like one for that. me I like the highway, uh, the tra- traffic association, whatever that is, that builds our roads and bridges and all that. That's great. We need that. That is infrastructure. We, mm-hmm. that, that's what makes us better than everybody else after WW, in, in the middle of WW2. The whole interstate s- state system, the reason there's a median in it is so the, tr- the tanks can make it to, to, uh, across the country to defend, it, to, to, to defend us in times of war. That stuff's good. But I don't can need to Can you explain police. the median part? Do you... You know the median between you know on an interstate highway you've got yeah two lanes going north two lanes going south and in the media in the middle you have the median this big grassy area mm-hmm. that's for that's for tanks to travel through. Get out, really? Yeah. No way. That's, yeah. Huh. I've yeah. never heard that. I wasn't hundred percent because I've also you I know what a Jersey barrier town, yeah. is. Yes, no. that, that those concrete things. Yeah, it's concrete. It's almost triangular shaped. Yeah. I, I'm like Taylor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen a million. Yeah, of them. yeah. 
Yeah, know what it, you're saying. It's a, the name for it is a Jersey barrier, and I've heard that called a median, so I wasn't sure what Cal meant exactly. But um, I'm always impressed by shit like that when they had that like a huge path of grass in every road in the country now like that was really smart to think of at the beginning of that like i feel like if i was in charge of that we would have got all the way to wisconsin before they were like you know tanks don't do that well on roads like this i would have been like oh fuck oh man oh shit don't tell the president we got to finish it like this and then like raise taxes and do it again i don't know man just like (laughs) i always thought it was for expansion like all right here's a highway that goes three lanes each way in case we want to make it four each way we'll just suck off the median or something maybe that's another Maybe there's a secondary reason. Advantage of the thing, because I I don't think now getting tanks is is probably not a a big concern now. It's not like the Cubans are coming. They're going to come up through Florida or anything. I mean, they do, but, you know, we just give them jobs. (laughs) We don't don't greet them with tanks. We give them the health care. Yeah, yeah. No, but but as far as, like, government, the the things that I want from my government, I want a hospital. I want health care. I don't want police. I don't need police for reason i don't need you i don't i don't need police and in no circumstance do do i need police i really don't i understand that 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 populations and civilized societies need police i don't need police i'll defend myself they're never at any point are going to come and save me from anything ever it's never going to happen i can't imagine the scenario so here's where i'm stuck right and and i i've I remember like we had issues like this at Woodycraft and stuff like that where I'd use the same analogy. So your bank gets robbed, right? Your bank's getting knocked over every fucking week. There's another bank robber at the door emptying the place out of cash. So you buy a night watchman, right? And the night watchman, he battles off a couple bank robbers. And now you're going months between bank robberies. Now you've gone three years and you've never had a bank robbery since you hired this night watchman. So does that tell us that we don't need night watchmen anymore? That we don't need security guards? No, it might mean the security guard working, right? That's why you're not getting robbed anymore. So the fact that, you know, like, I know you don't watch Walking Dead, but um, in the later seasons, without spoiling anything, because it has gotten good, uh, more people start to form bigger alliances. Like, it's not uncommon for, like, 30 people to bump into 30 other people. And the reason you don't have, like, 30 people with guns kind of warring against you and your friends is that the police exist. You know, that, that's why it hasn't broken into a bunch of local militias. So maybe they're doing more for you than you notice. Sure. It, it, perhaps the police are holding, holding society together and keeping it from falling apart to some regard. There's just way too much of it. I swear to God. Like, like, like when I, I, there, there's so many different kinds of police just in my town. There's a sheriff's department with like 20 cops. Then there's a police department and every little town so in the county each of them with like eight more cops. And then there's the state patrol uh, station that's just right there too with, I don't know, 25 to 40. I don't know how many. They're everywhere. And then the G- the GBI is nearby and the FBI is nearby. So there's so much fucking law enforcement driving up and down like through my town. It's like, Jesus. All right, let's check ourselves before we go out, everyone. All right, tail lights look good. All right, <laughs> anybody got anything in their pocket? You got a knife? In your- Get that knife out of your pocket. We're not driving with that. No, they don't like seeing that. Like, like you're just uh, so scared. And I'm always driving with guns and now explosives. So it's just like, ah, what a headache it. they are. That's if you it. like okay, visited on. me in St. Louis, though, you'd want to know that there were a lot of cops there, right? Or yeah. if you went to Atlanta, you want to know that there's a police presence. You go to anywhere where there could be a crime that happens to you. Maybe you're not familiar with the area. I'm 
comforted by the fact in a new area when I see a cop and I'm walking around. Like, oh, okay, like this kind of looks shady, but at least there's there's a, a vague sense of security over there that if something were to go wrong, there's someone there to help. I'm just so rural here. I just feel like there's there's so it's just we're we're overly law enforced here. I feel like there's so much law enforcement that like if I drive to Wendy's to get a burger, I see four cops. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's too much. We got this area locked down. Here, here's where I am. Like, so where I live, like my yard is rural, right? But, like, remember when we went on the survival trip, and it was like right after Jack died, the killer attack dog. And a murderer was by the house. Like, he murdered someone, he raped two other women, then murdered another one. It was like a busy two days for this guy. Jesus. I can film the area where that happened with my drone. <laughs> you know, like, I could get high up and reach it and see that. So, like, it, it, it's, like, I don't know. It just, it's it's in Raleigh over there. Like, I could hit it with the camera. And, um... You know, so I, I feel like, yeah, police the fuck out of that, those people. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying there shouldn't be police. I'm saying that I don't need any police. Me, me personally, <laughs> I, I could go without it. I go without. You it. I love a little race war. Let's go! <laughs> Come on, you got thirty of them? Thirty? Like I, you know, I, what a quinky dink! I, That's how many rounds are in my magazine. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Dude, oh, I went shooting on Sunday. I didn't film it or anything for vlogs. Cause... So first we went and we shot. Well, the whole thing was at 100 yards. So I shot my 22, and I actually enjoy shooting that thing. People were laughing at me. Um, what? Yeah, I know. I have a lever action 22 that's fun. And by the way, for iron sights, I don't know what, what it is about those iron sights, but I seem to hit what I want. Like... I bet I could hit a spray paint can from like 50 yards on my first try. Like I just can. Um, so I shot that thing. I shot this you know, AR-15 M4 variant that I have. And then I pulled out the 50 cal. And the 50 cal is such a show, man. To carry it, it's in a case, right? <laughs> so it's not in a Pelican case like a lot of people have. It's in this big fucking like chrome case that Cabela's makes. And when you carry it, it makes you lean like this. Like, like, and, and so heavy. It swings, so I time it with my stride. You know that thing where like your hand goes behind <laughs> your leg and whatever? So I'm doing that on the walk over, and everyone's like, huh? And by the way, the case is like seven feet long or something. Like it's bigger than a normal gun case. And uh, I'm bringing it over to the table, and there's already like, you know, other people's guns and stuff on the table. They're like clearing it out. Like I need to, they're making a spot for me. About, it takes two gun spots. Like you can take two Pelican cases and put it on a picnic table. This one is as long as the picnic table. So they're like clearing it out. Like, <coughs> put the thing on there. <laughs> and I open it up, and it's this big show. They're all like, what is that? They're expecting it to be something bigger than a 50 cal. Like, I, I like I guess a 20, 20 yeah and I'm like it's just a 50 cal and they're like oh damn I've never seen a 50 cal like that and I'm like tell you the truth I've never shot it I'm working hard not to pretend I'm something I'm not you know and they're like mm -hmm. you know did you have that did you custom make that like this and that and I'm like the yeah. guy the guy <laughs> I bought it from did all that you know I bought it used um but the guy I bought it from had it all put together and this and I was like why is it so big like why is the barrel that chunky and um, I'm like, I think it's a competition rifle, you know, like it's whatever. I, I just bought it because I thought it was cool and I wanted a 50 cal. <laughs> <sighs> 
So, like, I, I put it on my... They have these um, gun tables. They're kind of like picnic tables, but they're carved out so you can, like, sit next to it and, you know, have a spot for you. And um, I look back, and there's, like, a crowd of, like, 15, 20 people who've gathered behind me to watch it go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's right. <laughs> I've never even shot it before, right? So, um... It's it. There's not like a magazine. Like I've shot a couple. I've shot a bunch of different kinds of guns. Most of them either load a magazine or you put it in like the top of the gun. This one you put it in the back of the gun. So I take the round and I put it in the barrel and then I take the bolt and I put that in. Kyle, have you already spotted what I did wrong? I thought you might. Um, are you supposed to put the round in the bolt and and uh, connect it and then put it in? Funny you mentioned that. Well, yes, you are supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so. What so yeah, so what happens yeah, when you, is... When you described the action, I was like, never seen one like that before. Of mm, course... Neither have I. Put it on the bolt. <laughs> and it still happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the bolt has a little slot where it goes in, but I don't know this. So I put the gun in the barrel, and it, it sort of like mounts there, it seems. Like it goes in and stops going in further. And then I chase it with the bolt, and I go to click it, and it won't shut. It won't shut all the way. It just seems to be not in. I don't know what I'm doing. There's a screw thing on the back. I still don't know what that is. But I'm, like, screwing it tighter and loosening it and, like, fucking around with it. And I'm like, I don't really... Like, I've never done this before. Big crowd! Right? 18 people back there. All watching, waiting to see oh, it go. Help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets so bad. Shit, so, embarrassing. so embarrassing. I don't know what oh. the fuck I'm doing. So... Like, eventually, the, the range officer, who was actually kind of a nice guy, is like, I think it was supposed to go in here. And he shows me, like, you look at it, and the bolt has a slot. If people don't know bullets very well, uh, at the very back of it, like, where the primer is. Kyle, is there a name for that, like, ridge where they tend to rim. get a little... A rib? Okay. Rim. Rim, there's okay. There's a rim back there. Yeah. yeah, there's a rim back there. So it's, like, kind of a you know bullet shape that you might picture. And then it's a, it's a little wider part, a rim that makes it wider. So that rim is supposed to fit in the bolt. And when he shows me, like, I think it goes like this, it's like, oh, I bet you're right. Well, now what? So they grab this, this device that's for clearing barrels, and they, like, hold it up to my 50 cal, and it's clear that it's, like, two feet too it. short. Like, it's, <laughs> it's two feet too short. It's not even close. And uh, so I grabbed the gun, and I, I and at this point, by the way, yeah, I'm shaking it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. That's not getting me anywhere. So then I start like banging it on the ground, but on my foot, like to protect it. That's not working. So now I have to take the butt of this beautiful gun that all 20 people have come around to watch, and I'm banging it on the ground directly in like sand, and. Uh, uh, that didn't get it out either. So a friend of mine manages to find like a four foot long stick. So we start like I clean off all the little like twigs and stuff from the edge of it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm banging like the stick against the bullet. And uh, I've been through this shit so many times with bullshit like this. Uh, this is dude, great hearing it. <laughs> yeah, but like what's not uh, the crowd's starting to dissipate, right? They're oh, like, fuck no. this. Oh, you know what? This guy is <laughs> not worth my. Away. Yeah. Oh, they're just like, they're leaving and, and stuff. Eventually the stick works. They're like, oh, you're starting to get it. Like it, it, it budged. And I just poke it. Because by the way, it's bullet shaped. So it's not like you can push on it very easily. The stick is going to the top and the bottom and sort of wedging between the, the bullet and the barrel. But uh, we eventually get it out, and I put it in, and the crowd, like, comes back. And uh, there's all these people there with their, like, cameras. And they're like, give me a countdown before you shoot it so I can film you in slow-mo. And it's like, 
I've never shot this before. <laughs> you know? And um, it has a bipod in the front, but in the back, nothing really. And um, I d oh, by the way, I didn't know how to change the magnification on the scope. Like it, it actually took me over an hour to find it. You'd think it'd be simple, but you know, I'm fucking with everything. I'm like, well, all that seems to do is make it blurry. And you know, this does this and this does that. And oh, here's the focus. Like if that's the focus, then what did the fucking make blurry thing do? I don't know exactly, <laughs> but uh, I think it was like eyeglass comments. I don't know. And uh, I eventually figure out how to like take it off, but it's on 40 magnification the whole time. And uh, on this scope anyway, at 40 magnification, like you really got to get your eye up next to the scope on a 50 cal for it not to be like a tiny little pinhole that you're looking at. Yeah. One of those dials is your eye relief adjustment. So you'll want to figure that out. You want about, you know, you yeah. want this. You want to, want to get back off that thing because especially with a 50 They'll call cal, you a one eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like I see guys who have done that and it, it gives you a very distinctive cut. You know, it looks like 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 you could you would it, it's a semicircle crescent moon kind of thing around your eyebrow. It, it's nasty. Uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, this thing doesn't actually kick that bad because it's so yeah. heavy. But um, uh, anyway, I, I will play with it some more next time I get it around. And uh, you know, I have to count down, and I, I eventually it takes a while for me to get it on target. You did no? the countdown? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so it took me a while too. Because I'm trying to get it on target, and I don't even see the goddamn target. So I'm, like, peeking past the scope to see, like, where I think it's pointed, getting it closer to the target. And I repeat that a couple of times. Because at 40 magnification, like... You're zoomed in so dude, far. Dude, I'm looking at I've, fucking insect eyeballs at 100 meters away. And I, I can't, 36. like... It's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I eventually count down, and I shoot it, and they're all very impressed. You know, it, if you stand 10 feet away from it it'll like fluff your hair back, you know, when, when the percussion goes off. And um, I shot it maybe three times. I let a couple other guys shoot it. I let all my friends shoot it. Um, but it shoots $5 bills. So like, I didn't what? let the whole What kind ring. of ammo are you shooting? Why? I, I think that's about right. What, how much ah. do you pay for a 50 cal? Two. I, I would have machine gun ammo. So, if you're getting match ammo, like you're at 100 yards, you're plinking. You're playing. You know, yeah, it's all yeah. about, whoa, look how loud it is. Shoot some machine gun ammo through that thing. That shit's two dollars a shot for I'm, good stuff. You can get two to three bucks for incendiary, a tracer, and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I think I was shooting tracer, but I didn't really see any tracing. You know, I was the f I was shooting though, and it. Broad I was a daylight. bit much. Yeah. You, 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 um, especially if you go to a gun show and pick it up yourself. If you're getting it delivered, then all of a sudden you lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all your margins, but yeah, if you go to a gun show, you can get belts of that shit. Two, three bucks a shot. That's what I'll have to do. I bought mine online, and I don't think I did a great job like price shopping or anything i just wanted 50 cal in stock because i had a 50 cal it seemed like i should that story makes me so uncomfortable for you because oh. i've been at ranges and shooting with groups before and like most gun people are, are pretty nice like normal folks but there is like a weird air of like judgmental elitism mm. with some of them like your first comment about 22s like that I've, it it's blows my mind that people make fun of 22s. It's so much fun to just p go plinking. Mm -hmm. like, but they have that weird uh, complex of, well, well, when I plank, I use a 357 Magnum because I'm not responsible with my finances. And like, <laughs> that, and like that, that, that's basically what it is. But like I was trying to think as you were telling the story, like what would I have done to, to not got caught? And I was thinking what I would have done is taken it out took the gun up there 
and then invited someone who looked experienced to come up and, hey, give it a go, sergeant, <laughs> then let him give it a go. And if he loads it wrong, I just go, oh, jeez. Oh, you put it in there? Okay. And then I, in my head, I go, don't put it there. And then <laughs> I, it up. I do the whole maneuver. He's apologizing. I'm. It's fine, this guy who messed it up. It's bang, fine. Bang, bang, bang. Everybody knows. And then, finally, you'd be... You'd be vilified, but that, that, I do my all, best all it makes my stomach hurt thinking about <laughs> the, the stress of banging on the ground. <laughs> oh, and then there's the safety. That. So, so this range. Um, I'm sorry, I know Kyle's trying to talk, but there's. Um, I've been to a lot of different shooting ranges, and there's like different. They all have a different take on safety. Some of them seem to have one rule: don't point the gun at each other. Other ones seem to be real, like stressed about it you know this one in particular like you can't load a magazine when the range is cold that was new to me uh, usually i know you can't touch the gun but you literally like can't load the magazine when the range. Never. that's new to you yeah, too kyle right commie range like that. that's such bullshit like like well, I, oh. first of all i don't like going to ranges so i try to stay out of there i don't oh. want you You're know I, I end up with some yeah. people watching me, and i'm trying to have fun mm -hmm. um but i try to never do what what you felt i never i try and try to alleviate that as much as possible like i'll start and be like hey look at this it's hard to use this thing trust me everybody messes it up the first time i mess it up he messed it up we all do come on let's have some fun it's got to be like that it can't be like you're walking into math class and doing an equation on the board and everybody's looking and you're like jesus what is fucking in some ways this oh, place is great like that too. for example if you want to blow up tannerite they're cool with that uh if you want to like bring things that might react but don't leave a mess like steel or whatever they're cool with that um so you know when i heard that that you can shoot a 50 cal there some ranges don't let you shoot a 50 cal uh, you only can't shoot you can't shoot their steel with a 50 cal which seemed like a reasonable rule because you put holes in all over their steel but uh um you know so they were cool in a lot of ways uh they just i was surprised you couldn't load a magazine when the range was cold like that yeah that would surprise one. me as well um, yeah i've never heard that but, uh, oh, and then, like, you have to have your gun in a case. Right? That's a thing. I've heard that one before. Like, you can't bring a naked gun. It has to be in some sort of case or even a box they'd be happy with. But I it, have heard that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. It was a decent range. Uh, I shot a bunch of holes and stuff. But, really, there was a part of me that was like, you know why I really went? I'll tell you the truth. I read this thing about how to make friends as an adult. And it's like, if someone invites you to an event, you say yes every time. Because if you say no, they might not invite you anymore. And uh, this guy that I went with, Adam, real cool. He's the contractor friend that I mentioned before. He invites me to a bunch of stuff. Most of the time, it doesn't pan out. You know, like, hey, you want to go to some motorcycle race? Yeah, sure. I don't like that one. But it didn't happen. He's like, you want to go shooting? Yeah, I'm in. I, I always say yes. And then he, you know, he, he texts me the night before. He's like, you still in? I'm like, oh. Shit, of all the ones that actually happen, it's this one? <laughs> like shooting holes in paper in the heat? All right. I said I'd go. I'm in. So I went. It was a bad. very underrated uh, trait that people who don't feel like they have enough friends or don't get out enough don't do. And I think everybody who thinks like, oh, I never get invited anywhere. I never do this or that. You can think back to times where someone's invited you somewhere and you've said no. And that might have been the no that made them think, well, geez, I thought we were kind of friends. I guess not. I'm not going to ask him twice. Geez, I'll look like a loser. Like, mm -hmm. right, I'm going to chase yes him and beg him? Those things, 
Yeah, yeah, so yes. saying yes to those things is so, unless it's just something you really don't want to do or you don't like the person, obviously. Right. Or if you have to say no, make a concerted effort to be the person who invites them to something next time. You know, just to be polite. But uh, yeah, that's something that too many people don't do. Yeah. Well, say so yes. when I when I get home tomorrow, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna order a lot of explosives. I'm gonna order a lot of explosives. Oh, I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm going to get some cowboy dynamite, like just like you saw in the movies. Um, uh, you know, paper wrap, sticks of dynamite. Bone in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get 50 pounds of C4. I'm, the, I'm allowed to. Did you say bone huh? in? I can't. Yeah, because a cowboy ribeye is when the bone's in. Yeah. Joking. Well, cowboy oh. joke. Um, out of the loop. Carry on. <laughs> or a steak, steak joke. Um, so I'm, I'm going to order a bunch. I'm going to get a case of dynamite. I'm going to get. 50 pounds of C4, I'm allowed to have like a th- 1,000 pounds in my magazine or something like that. So it's really how much can you cram in there, and uh, and I'm going to have some fun. We'll, we'll do a range day at some point where we blow some shit up legit, where we have to like drive away from it to do it. Um, I wanna, I'm going to blow some cars up, and there's not going to be anything left. Um, I'm going <laughs> to blow some trees out of the ground. I have a video idea. Remember in Predator, <clears throat> when they all start shooting into the jungle at the alien? the predator and they cut the jungle down yes, with all the machine gun fire and grenades i'm gonna go in the woods with the um dead cord. dead cord yeah and i'm gonna wrap it on this tree wrap it on that tree and as needed add little supplementary supplementary uh charges and boosters and stuff to make sure everything goes off and gets the desired effect and when i open up you know and just cutting it down with minigun or an m60 something like that something with a lot of rounds they're going to be going off on in sequence. And it's going to be... Just trees falling down. I'm going to cut a swath through the fucking... It's going to be great. And we're definitely making hand grenades. I was asking him... I've been playing this game in VR where you it's like skee-ball, but with hand grenades. And I'm like, I want to do that in real life. And he's like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll make you up some grenade bodies. Yeah, sounds good. So I'm going to play skee-ball with grenades. Um, I think that'll be fun. Um, Kyle's gonna have I'm a really time. Please be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I say it over and over, and it comes off as jokey, but it is not. Yeah. I don't want to check Twitter someday and see at hashtag RIP Kyle and everybody <laughs> debating about whether or not you actually were FPS Russia in the trending topic. When I'm going to be saying, you know, to add to what know, Taylor says. Like I and, and I hope Chiz watches this because he'll remember me saying it all the time. I'm like, all this stuff we're doing is a total waste if we get hurt, right? Like they we're working on the stable and stuff. I'm like, if you so much as like tear an ACL, this was a total waste of time. Like, you know, like like and I told him we're not regular people. You know, we're special ones that shouldn't get hurt. We can hire people to hurt themselves. <laughs> you know, when we work on a stable, we need to come out of it injury free. If Kyle yeah. loses so much as like one and a half fingers, then this whole experiment was a loss. That's not true. I'd give one or two fingers. Um, one and a half is the number for me. Um, hmm. uh, I think of, of fingers that it's acceptable to lose and still do explosives the way I want to. I don't want to lose any fucking fingers. Um, and, and the way that hmm. that's what I'm doing here. You know, it's, a, it's explosives class, but we're focusing very heavily on safety because that was my concern. He was like, what do you want to learn you know, while, while you're here? And I'm like, first and foremost, not to kill myself. Like, how do we wire in, um, you know, if, because you've got a series of wires and depending mm-hmm. on how you're detonating thing, things, and then it's at what point do you connect the wire to the receiver? 
At what point do you connect the wire to the to the detonator? At what point do you connect the detonator to the high explosive? There's a very special sequence that you have to do that in to maximize your safety. And it wasn't what common sense would tell you. You know, it, it was it was he he was like, "No, you're wiring in right now. That way if it blows up, it's just a blasting cap blowing up and you've already stuck it in the dirt right there in the sand. Otherwise, if you did it the other way, now you've got your cap in the HE, and if something weird were to happen, we all die. And I'm like, oh, yeah, good idea, good idea. So we do it that way. It's, you kind of do things backwards and then do things forwards in some regards. But uh, I don't think I'm going to have to worry about that uh, as far as safety. This isn't going to be any more dangerous. This is going to be safer than what I used to do, you know, shooting cars at 40 yards with 15 pounds of Tannerite. Yeah, yeah, that is... That was I'm remarkably still do dangerous. That. Don't, don't worry, I'll, I'll still do that. I mean, we're still definitely still going to detonate cars with binary, um, you know, at close range. I'm going to do it. I like doing it. It's fun. I feel the shock wave and shit flies everywhere. The trick is doing it safely so that a door doesn't fly back past you super at supersonic speed. Hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm just saying to... nobody's going to trust half-hand Kyle with their <laughs> bullshit. Go in for the handshake and it's like no. a gnarled, you know, <laughs> stump. Um, That's when they do respect you. All of the explosives guys I've met are just are, are like that. Like there's there's this guy named Dangerous Bob, explosives guy. I met him five years ago. First thing he did was make he's making flash powder to make a, a detonator for uh, a binary, and then he's like making a bomb basically by his truck while we were all having a conversation. I noticed Bob ain't got his whole pinky finger, and I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, blew it off. Oh, okay. And then you know my friend here that I'm I'm working with today, he had a little accident at some point. A little bit of his hand is missing as well. No accidents for me. I, I, I guarantee it. I, I just the way I've decided that I'm going to do things and the explosives that I'm going to use, um, it's not going to happen. What's more well, likely I is I strike oil. Uh, I'm hoping for that. Oh, man. I hope we get some explosives and get some Texas tea gushing out of the ground. I guess that's not worth any fucking thing anymore, though, right? <laughs> the oil. Oh, I'm sure it's be worth something if you just strike oil. Like, yeah. If it comes that easily. Sure. Yeah. I, guess I always wondered, top, what do you no. do? Like when, like in Beverly Hillbillies, when he shot at that animal, and then it goes <laughs> in the intro, and you get that wonderful little like synopsis of what happened in their lives in that thirty seconds of you know bumpkins, you shoot oil, we're rich, like the, the whole backstory. Like, what do you, you know, who do you go oh, talk to? Like, yeah. do you go uh, like you call Exxon Mobil and you say, hey, we have struck oil here in Hart County, Georgia. How would you like to lease a, a piece of my property for 8% uh, and, and give me 8% of the oil money? And they'll do that. That's what will happen. Cause, well, because my, guy, my, yeah. my friend here has done it. You know, He's got two oil wells on his place that they're, they're leasing from him, and he gets 8% of whatever comes out of his wells. He's got another place that he bought, and he gets 50% of the mineral rights. So 50% of the oil that comes out of that place he gets. Um, he's a uh, – yeah, I guess that's the end of it. Yeah, That's what I do. You struck gold. You call the oil company. You don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> my contractor. <laughs> Just buckets of oil. <laughs> the contractor, not my friend, but the one who worked on the house, like with Jamal and the, you know the, the first guy. He owned what he told me was like seventy million dollars in coal. He's like, now I just got to get out of the ground. And what he really means is he either bought or bought the rights yeah, I've to, got a or, to sell you. <laughs> yeah, or leased. You know, he has the rights to get million to get up. Yeah, he has to, he has the right to get coal out of the ground and. Several times I, I gathered his operation like went out of business uh, and, and by going out of business they just had so much in repairs like uh, there's a conveyor belt that's very expensive there's different machines mm -hmm. that like move coal around that are expensive to operate and when the conveyor belt needs a million bucks to be good again you stop 
You're like, well, I have a million bucks, so that's that. I've been watching the price of coal because right? he was waiting. He's like, you know, this is going to be good. You know, the Republicans are going to take charge again. Coal's going to be great, and uh, I'm going to make tons of money. And coal has just sunk and sunk and sunk. It's been a year and a half since that conversation. Coal's like half the price it was before. And We're going to stop digging it out of the ground pretty soon. Uh, you know, yeah. at, at some point, it'll be it'll just be. Uh, other forms of energy will be will be cheaper, and it'll just be too expensive to dig that coal out of the ground. You know, it's, it's, it's just like with with, with asteroids. I read on Reddit. I'm sure we all did. One asteroid is worth ten trillion dollars. But what does it fucking cost to mine an asteroid? Twenty trillion. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Let yeah. it keep floating them for a few hundred <laughs> years. We'll get up there eventually. You know? Trump it's was just... saying that he doesn't like solar. He doesn't like wind. He's like wind power well, kills kills, kills all your birds. Wind kills all your birds. I want to be like fact. motherfucker. That just it doesn't ring it true for birds. me. It kills birds. It does. I'm sure it kills some birds. I don't Eagles care if it kills birds. I don't give a don't fuck care. if it kills birds, and I don't know how significantly it kills birds. I feel like I don't it kills. I care if it's technically a bird grinder. Yeah, and it's dude. Like spitting out eagle nuggets at the bottom. I, if it dude, giving you candy. Yeah. How many birds do Trump buildings kill? You know, like is that a thing? I just, I, dude, I used to work in like a mirrored building, and they would come yeah. popping against the windows Human. all the time. Because uh, they they think they're flying into sky, argument. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, but but Trump is very much for the old school energy, and I feel like that's a Republican thing. He said he he said he has friends who own the coal mines, and he'd like to see them do well again. And I'm just like, dude, that's not what I'm looking for in a president. Yeah. He says, you know, solar. What's the payoff? 18 years. I'm like, man, like, no, for starters, it's like 11 or something, 10. And second, like, I want you to tell me you can get it to four, not exaggerate the other way and say it's a waste of time. I, 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 I don't know why Republicans, and, and again, I'm not like anti-Republican everywhere, but they always seem to be on the wrong side of energy. They always seem to be against progress. And they're they like, always want old energy, and they don't want to find the new thing. It's like, mm -hmm. haven't you watched Star Trek? Like, like just fucking apply your mind. Let, let's I'm not saying let's let's close all the derricks and the oil wells. Like like mm -hmm. no, I'm not saying that. We we need petroleum yeah. for the time being. At least but start transitioning. Yeah, let's find some fucking uh, the next nuclear power that's safe. Well, nuclear is safe. Nuclear is the safest yeah. source of power we've got. Everything should be nuclear. It, I wish it Trump should be nuclear. nuclear. I can't believe it's the yeah. safest. Right. It's the safest. How, How is many it people safer have you heard about dying in a nuclear plant or, or from well, a nuclear disaster? A, a handful like of them. Years. Yeah, like Chernobyl comes to mind. How many people mind. burn up in oil wells? And, and there was just week, a nuclear. There's a terrible one in uh, Japan Fukushima. too. Yeah. How many people have died in solar plants? That's the question. Well, now, now the problem. It, it's a, also a matter of cost <laughs> and efficiency there, because I do know like, I'm no energy expert, I mean, obviously, but the little cursory bits of research I've done have shown that. Solar is really expensive to implement, and it does take a long time and a lot of upkeep to make them eventually pay off. Where nuclear burns clean, and it can give you a ludicrous amount of power. Just a, a, a like it's not even like pound for pound. It's 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 not it's in its own league. Like the other fucking energy sources aren't even playing the same game as nuclear. It's so much better. It's just a matter of public opinion being, you know, nuclear, that's fucking scary. I don't want that. Yeah, radiation. You know, I, don't, yeah. I don't want Homer Simpson running my plant and blowing it up. Like, of course, there's probably nuclear risks that I don't understand because I'm no expert. It just seems like if that has so much potential, we got to start figuring that shit out now. There's a problem with nuclear that I don't want about... it to become pervasive. 
pervasive ubiquitous prevalent prevalent works yeah um the pronunciation if this thing is all over the place (laughs) then i'm gonna look really dumb Well, say it says nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm working towards the right pronunciation. I'm just telling a joke. Nuclear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's funny, though. <laughs> the thing I like, and you, you pointed out Fukushima, obviously, and uh, th- um, Chernobyl, uh, um, Three Chernobyl. Mile Island. Look at Three Mile Island was contained and, and nothing really came of it, right? Like nobody it was got scary hurt. scary because I was zero alive. injuries. I think I was alive, scared. yeah, and in like New Jersey, so. So, so those are the, the only three that, that I think we all like know of that, that were big enough and serious enough to, to be a thing. Three Mile Island, nothing actually came of it. And no people were harmed um, from that. Fukushima, I mean, that's Japan. They're literally in the ring of fire on a skinny island in the tsunami zone, in the earthquake zone, in the fire and the uh, volcano zone. And it's the Japanese, right? So like they've got so, they're so prideful that they're not willing to like, hey, China, we need help now. Come over here. We need your engineers. They they didn't do that. They they were like, oh, oh no problem. <laughs> oh, nuclear energy very clean. Everything is just a, a little bit more green. <laughs> like, <laughs> and glowy. Everyone could oh. use an extra arm anyway. Like, <laughs> you can do a math <laughs> much faster. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not an expert in this, but it was that explains that away. And then with the Russians yeah, okay. and the, the Soviets, you know, you there. I, I I watched a thing about how that happened, and it just your robot American Kyle. safety protocols. Oh wait, Kyle, this allowed Kyle a, a Chernobyl a Chernobyl. We didn't get that, so he stopped it. I watched because a thing it's of... uh, it's it's oh, it always. What's it always do? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I think I'm falling out. Yeah. yeah you, yes. Oh, wait. Are you back, Kyle? You lost, All right. I think I'm, so you, where you left off yeah, is yeah. I watched a thing on how that happened, and then the rest was ruined. I think it's, it's always because they can't cool the, the rods. That's what it always is. It's like we can't get water into these rods to keep them cool. They melt down. On and on and on. Now we've had a disaster. I think the, the Americans have figured that out now. I think we have figured that out now. I would be comfortable <laughs> having a, a nuclear plant right by my house. I live pretty close to Kiwi. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, oh, don't worry, us Americans are better than everybody else is. I, I, I don't know if that's a winning strategy. I, you know, the, more regulated though. You, that, see, that's the Democrats keeping you safe right there. It's <laughs> so the, the nuclear uh, nuclear energy is so regulated. Like, I think we got that down. I'm comfortable with nuclear, and I wish we would proliferate. I wish it was there were more nuclear out there everywhere. And uh, and it's not exactly clean burning, like you said. Obviously, you have the nuclear waste at the end that it mm-hmm. ends up stuffed in barrels and then took out to. Uh, they had some big hole out there at Yucca or something. And I can't remember. Radiation, and then there's um, hot water. Hot water's an issue. Um, I've told the story many times. There was a nuclear cooling plant where I used to go jet skiing, and if you get close to the outlet, and and like this, like literally my personal experience, like by the edges of it and stuff, it's really nice. Like there's a zone in there where you're like, dude, like this is the best Cozy. part of the bay right here. But if you like go towards the outlet, I was worried it was bad for my jet ski. It's like a bath where you only turn the hot on. Like, that's how mm. hot. And this is the bay. Like, like you have so to. That's a lot of water to heat up and yeah. keep heated. Yeah. yeah. Like, like. Although, can I. <laughs> I don't know anything about hydrodynamics and, and how, <laughs> how temperatures are, are moved through water, but do you think the surface water was much hotter than, say, five feet down or three feet down? Where, where was it coming out? I'm not yeah. sure. I can tell you, though, that this water moves a lot. 
um, the, the nature of a bay is uh, like you've got an island, picture it like 10 miles wide, and then uh, on either side of it, it opens to the ocean. It's called an inlet. And as the tides go up and down, a tremendous amount of water just flushes in and out, flushes in and out like all day, every day. And there'll be like times like when the tides, when it's low and when it's high, it kind of stabilizes that as like, it, you know, going towards the top and going towards the bottom. But mid-tide, it's really rushing. Like, like it's going quicker than a human could swim. Like Michael Phelps couldn't swim against the tide. So it's, it's really hustling and, uh, and it manages to heat up outside. Like, and that's like my air yeah, conditioner has energy. no impact on outside. Like you go two no. inches outside the door and it's outside temp, right? But, but this would do that. So, um, so they have to do something about the hot water. It's a constant, like, it's a really big deal. Hmm. I guess it depends where it's going. In, in my case, like I, I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, actually, no, I don't know. I, I was, for some reason I was thinking about our, our local, um, hydroelectric dam and, and I was just visualizing the the outlet of that water but uh-huh. yeah i've never uh, looked at where the uh where the hot water the goes. water outlet uh, yeah. from a from a from a nuke plant i don't know anything about that yeah well shit are we an hour in i'm so fucking hungry yeah we're an hour and 24 minutes so we're good all call right. that a wrap call wow. the show. all right painkiller nearly episode 103 good show guys yeah it was fun